Winnipeg singer-songwriter Chris Michael is one of Manitoba's most exciting new country artists. Injecting his songs with a heavy dose of rock energy, Chris has been captivating audiences across Manitoba with his high-energy performances, catchy hooks, and much more. Be sure to check out Chris's brand new single, Old Hoedown, which is available now on all streaming services. And make sure to saddle up at Cowboys Roadhouse on September 27th with the Chris Michael Band, Greg Arcade and the Coyotes, Band and Outlawed, and the Brady Kenneth Band. Four bands picking great country music all night. On September 27th, saddle up at Cowboys Roadhouse. We talk a lot on this podcast about independent artists developing their careers and turning music into a full-time gig instead of just a hobby. One aspect that we don't discuss enough is the financial side of things. I'm not an expert in that department, but here's a guy who is. Trevor Fisher of way to wealth Management is a local certified financial planner who can help you start planning your financial independence. Although Trevor was recommended to me by some local musicians and past guests on the show, he can also help young people plan for their financial future, help those close to retirement map out their next steps, get young families on the road to success, and more. Call Trevor at 204-471-3011 or email him at trevor at way2wealth.ca to get your finances on the right track today. All mutual funds provided through Fundex Investments Incorporated. Manitoba Roots artist Del Barber is one of the country's best singer-songwriters. And he's also one of my favorite guests to have on the podcast. Del was last on the show back on episode 300. And that conversation was a very open, candid, revelatory talk about the ins and outs of the record industry, about going from having a label, having a certain level of success, and then seeing it all fade, and having to start on your own. And Dell has taken that DIY aspect, and he's crowdfunded and self-released a fantastic new album called Easy Keeper, which is hands down one of the best records uh, by anyone in the province this year, if not over the past few years. So we talk about the record, we talk about how he's managed doing things in a very different way than he's used to. We talk about the honesty and openness of his songwriting, about what inspires him, and a lot more. It's a great conversation with a great artist, and I hope you enjoy it. You're listening to Garbage Hill, one of the first podcast network. Radio. I'm back um, with Del Barber, who hasn't been on the podcast in, I think it's over a year now. Absolutely. Last time you were on the show. But um, yeah. you have a new record coming out, and when we first talked, the record was still kind of in the very early stages of, of getting the whole wheels in motion on, on crowdfunding and, and yeah. getting it paid for and all that. So now that it's kind of you know imminent, I thought it would be a good time to uh, kind of circle back and, and talk about what's happened since and what's happening with the record. For sure. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. So, um, like I said, when we talked last time, and hopefully people have heard that, um, you were just starting a crowdfunding campaign, and that was kind of a big change for you because of your past experience working with labels and things like that, right? Yep. And so you like just blew the goal yeah. away on that. So yeah. I guess maybe just kind of a, a, a bit of a refresher on how that happened. And So um, was that the point in my career where I thought I wasn't sure how to do it anymore? Like yeah. Just financially, how do I get a record out? Uh, just lost all the infrastructure I had built up over almost 10 years like pretty nice agreement with the record label I had a, a pretty fancy manager and they yeah. all sort of just disappeared kind of overnight this is like four years ago now had all these songs I wanted to record and didn't know how to do it and just started hearing from people just saying man you should just crowdfund this one what's what's the harm in asking for people to help you know and I, I had a lot of pride about not wanting to do that yeah yeah I totally relate yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and, yeah. and I, um, I just I felt 
like a bit of shame and a bit of like like it was um, uh, it was a wrong it was the wrong feeling to have but I felt like it was beneath me or something sure like I should be able to do this on my own where you shouldn't um, have to have your kind of hand out for yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah I felt like I was I should be established enough where I didn't have to lean on sort of the direct um, donations from people and do, saying donations is also a weird world where yeah. you know direct yeah. support from people is um, but I did it anyway because I didn't have any other way to put the record out and um, overwhelmingly people were like yeah we want you to do this yeah. we believe in this we, we like what we're hearing from you we want you to keep doing it and it was just like instant wind in my sails and it, it also okay. provided me with a, uh, a perspective on music that I haven't had in a really long time okay. like why do I do it and it's sort of for these people specifically yeah that backed this thing and it, and it made me want to do a better job overall I didn't feel like I was having to please people at a label I didn't really know or I didn't really think that had taste yeah yeah um, you're directly doing it for people who yeah and so it, make it really made me have a, a a new level of diligence about you know the writing and mixing and recording yeah. and stuff and just wanting it to be as good as I could be and I felt like using other people's money uh, not a label's money I felt like I had to be more responsible sure yeah. um, and have since like dumped pretty much the same amount of money of my own money into this project as like somehow I've been getting this money through working in shows and um, yeah. just like trying to make this release as successful as possible and um, you know trying to find the right members of, like trying to make a team again and, and people that uh, see my vision and I feel like I have control of uh I sort of felt like this crowdfunding campaign has sort of got given me the chance to like rebuild. It's like a hockey club yeah, rebuilding, yeah. you know. And yeah. uh, I felt like I got to do that really fast and control more of it. And I feel like uh, I don't know. I just feel so much better for it. And I feel like like I learned a lot through those previous years. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like I get to control my career again. And I don't know how how to have a career in in the in the climate of music in the market now. It's so but, different, right? Yeah. But uh, I'm figuring it out. Like, my yeah. head's to the grindstone. I'm going to figure it out. And um, it doesn't... I'm not, like... You know, I'm not I'm not thinking I'm going to have some wild success story, but I think I think there's a way to grind at that specific niche I have and, and yeah. just grow it a little bit. And um, Well, like we said about being accountable, because you literally have the names and faces, in some cases, of every yeah. single person who gave you money yeah, and man. how much they gave you. And, yeah, so it's, it's different than just... It's scary. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing is scary. Like, um, I've sort of kept touring through all these years, but not not super hard. And I haven't had to support a record and um, talk about a record specifically. And, and so now I'm in the in the process of like doing interviews. Yeah. I've been doing interviews for the last two weeks. You know, trying to figure out a way to to, to encourage people to to listen to the record well and, you're doing that whole part of it yourself yeah. as well right Rever you know whereas before you would have had a label helping you out with the, the promotion yeah and the, so the I, it, in fact um, I, I do I did get a record label to help me put this out but right. it's it's a completely different agreement it's a licensing agreement rather than like uh, I, I didn't sell any of my publishing or, or right uh, there wasn't a big advance it was like it's way more artist friendly and you know and they and obviously they don't give me as much as the other labels did but I feel like it's a way more symbiotic relationship. It's a little label called Acronym Records, and okay. uh, one guy runs it, and this is very small, um, meek, but I think just people I get along with and understand yeah. me and believe in what I do, um, and aren't they don't think of me as like as a commodity. Yeah, for sure. You're actually just uh, a guy doing making art. Right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. They, and and they're just trying to sell that, and and uh, I think they're doing a good job, and uh, I don't feel like. It, if it was bad, it would be easy to walk away from. I don't feel like I've been I've been roped yeah. and chained down like I've been in the past. So I uh, found a new manager since we've talked, cool. um, and she's been able to find the right publicists and stuff. And so that's where I'm spending all my money on is yeah, yeah. PR yeah. companies and yeah, uh, yeah. So it's super overwhelming and uh, trying to you know figure out a way to get this to people. So yeah. She counted every car on every train 
She gave every star in the sky a brand new name. And the fields are sown with wheat and corn and hay. And spring rolled into summer with winds our hearts got warm. feel I guess how different do you feel now that this goal has kind of been achieved and more than achieved than you did when you were starting out like do you think it was the right choice now that uh, I mean obviously you've got the money you need to make the record and all that but like do you feel any better about the whole asking people for, for cash kind of thing like do you think it was uh, um because it's awkward right it's still it's super awkward yeah. and uh, I I don't honestly don't know how else I could have done it so I guess looking back it was the right decision yeah um, but the, to really answer that question, you'd have to sort of get an audit from all the people. Right, right. Yeah, yeah they <laughs> need to tell you how they feel about the... Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and yeah. how people... What, what is the state of, of direct financial support, crowdfunding? Like, what? how do people feel about it? And uh, You almost need some distance from the record coming out, and, and then you can sort of, yeah. Yeah, like, I, don't, I just... I want people to be happy with it, and people to be happy with supporting things like this and, and trying to do them in a way that, that gives them more than maybe some of the other campaigns. Yeah. And, um, we had some interesting uh, like yeah, awards or whatever they're called. Or yeah, yeah. It's, 
they're all it's all such weird business language that like when I, when it comes out of our mouths it, it just sounds, sounds so weird. forward yeah, it sounds super weird and, yeah. Uh, yeah. and so like even just talking about music as a business and like as soon as you start walking into that language you start looking like a total loser yeah. and I've already felt like I've said too many of those words right now yeah but like yeah. it's like it's really weird because it's like the conversations I'm having to have with the industry people which I only have with them because it's just it's icky yeah, you know yeah. um but yeah, when you can be talking about the same things with normal people, but just not using that language. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's just, it's really weird bullshit yeah. uh, <laughs> language. And so, you know, I I don't know. To answer your question, I think like from my perspective, it was something I had to do, and overwhelmingly felt this great amount of positivity. Like I was at the point where I was like, do people really want to hear from me anymore? Like yeah. is that? And if they don't, obviously they do. If they don't, then I should stop, right? Yeah. Like that is, and that's okay. Like. To realize like I had a pretty good 10-year thing and maybe people don't really care anymore and so this was a way for me to check in and say like you guys still want me to write songs yeah like I'm gonna keep writing songs but do you want me to share them with you should I be you know should I still be doing this or am I just like a fool and yeah it was just like here's here's where I'm at and they're like yep yeah it's overwhelming evidence that you probably should keep doing it yeah and and I haven't like so for me that was like the biggest thing was just be like wow okay people people want this enough to, to go out of their way and pre-order yeah. and buy stuff and so I can't ignore that evidence and uh, it's encouraged me like big time that I can that I can do this in my own way okay. um, I don't have to you know I don't have to tour more than I want um, I'm gonna tour pretty hard right away but but I also feel like um, I think we get to create our own model now yeah you know, it's going back to this sort of music art as a business uh, as, as a commodity um, I think I get to I don't, I don't have to follow a specific uh, framework and I, I can invent my own way yeah. and um, well you have the opportunity to do the DIY punk rock thing despite not being a punk artist exactly I mean, you're playing in a genre where that has not necessarily been the path but now you can totally take I think, that. and that's what I think more, pe- more and more people are doing and rightfully so like I yeah. think that's the most encouraging part about the 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 business side of this is that there are no rules yeah and it, it's not it's it there are things about it that that feel like anarchy and and you just you get to sort of just continue walking forward and or sideways or whatever whatever direction it yeah, takes you and yeah, yeah. And, uh, and and seeing if people will support it and ultimately if they won't then you're doing the wrong thing probably yeah yeah you know? and I, sure. I don't want to make I don't I'm not a per- person that makes art for myself like uh, I don't. I don't get off. At, I, I, what I what, what I get off on is when people uh, engage with it, and, yeah, and, and tell me that it's important to them, and that I'm doing it for a specific reason. Uh, you know, it's trying to figure out if I still have something to say. You okay. know, and the way you do that is by asking people if if they get it. Yeah, or what it how they yeah they're better their responses yeah, to engage yeah. in it. Yeah. So, yeah, and I, I don't know. It's been a really cool couple months. It's been super busy. Yeah. Um, lots of cool little things happening. I feel like I'm back in the game. You know, like yeah, I, yeah. I just I was last night. I was in the studio with uh, in Winnipeg. Here, I got asked to be part of Weaker Than's tribute record. Oh, cool! Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah, and who's uh, putting that out? Or is that all under wraps at this point? No, it's, it's this guy Mike Robichaux. I don't know who he is, but he just sent me his email and. I mean, cool. I didn't know if this thing would even have any legs. Yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. But it has so many great artists. I, on I there. bet, so yeah. Lowest of the Low and Frank Turner. Oh, cool! And, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, Frank Turner's a massive Weaker Dance fan, and I like. That makes, I, that makes sense. I, I grew I, up like that was my band. Yeah. In my early twenties. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, for sure. I was obsessed, and that was sort of John. I felt like I learned so much about writing from him, and still do. And yeah, um, I, I was a latecomer to them. I I don't know if we talked about this last time, but maybe I, we did. I, I always I always. Re- I, I was I was and am a huge propaganda fan, and it yeah. always seemed to me like oh, I don't want to listen to this guy's other project, and it seemed like I was like cheating on the band I already liked, you know. Of course. And then eventually I just listened to it. I'm like, holy shit, this is amazing! Yeah. <laughs> like the, 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 the lyrics are incredible. Right? That yeah. band, um, so I recorded it with with Rusty Mattias. Oh, cool. Okay. So he he was in the Weaker Than for yeah, a yeah, bunch yeah. of years, and it was just like a chance for me to work with someone completely different, make sounds I would never make. Yeah. Someone who was in the band and. Uh, um, so, and that was it's just a fun little thing to do. Yeah. Um, but it was also like tribute records I didn't think still happened, so I was like pretty excited that it's it's this cool, one yeah. is actually going to happen. Uh, and the Weaker Thans were like, every time I went to their shows, it felt like there was equal amounts of uh, men and women. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, people from all sort of demographics. And 
uh, walks of life at class, and I feel like there was a there's always been a massive cross section at their shows, and uh, I just don't see that in a lot of bands anymore. Yeah. You know, Do you it's, think it's because people can silo themselves off because of the internet? They can, you know, you can tell Spotify. I think or whatever you end up just, preaching to your, you end up yeah. trying to find a choir to preach to. Yeah, and then you just don't stop preaching to them, and then it, that's it. They, they, yeah, they so you end you up with and, homogenous, homogenous yeah, fan, fans, yeah. which uh, is like the the, the good well, and bad of the internet because you can be exposed to everything, or you can just yeah. dig yourself into a hole and never go get out of it. Right? It just seemed like a band that didn't really never was interested in, in polarizing anything. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that's because the writings are so good. The writings it, really it good. really does attract a wide swath of people. Um, anywhere you go in the United States, you mention them, they'll they'll start yeah. reciting lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's an, they have an Whereas insane reach. most bands from Manitoba probably don't have any anywhere near that kind of... Uh, no, especially for that sort of... That era. ...type too. of yeah. indie rock yeah, band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I was just reflecting on the weaker ends in their career and like how they were able to develop such a beautiful, what what seemed to me like maybe I'm wrong, but what seemed to me like a not homogenized fan base. Yeah. Um, and I mean that's sort of the dream for all of us who want to make art. Like it brings people together. It doesn't for sure. doesn't cordon them off. For sure. Um, and and uh, I think crowdfunding also showed me that that's possible for me. Like I don't I don't have to I don't have to just try to to find that that crowd that choir to preach to it's just a gas station on highway one I've been working here forever off and on Rockstar and Red Bull Smokes and chips Guys wandering here lost Sick of the shape they're in Graffiti in the bathroom stalls Jesus saves for a good time call I don't know how I costs more than gas and those whiny roughnecks with the lift kits they can kiss my ass and they all just want to get laid or paid I hear the same damn thing day after day
I was here at this exact table interviewing a few months, a couple months ago, uh, Luciano, who's a reggae artist from Jamaica. Right, yeah, yeah. And he was in town, and we just had a conversation right here at this exact yeah. table in this coffee shop. And I was asking him, like, you know, one of the issues he has in Winnipeg is that his genre of music is not huge here. Yes. And I was kind of like, well, how do you, you know, how do you reach out? How do you get that audience to expand beyond, you know, the Caribbean community and people who are already yeah. interested in it? And yeah. he basically just said that the, the key is to be, just to be honest in the message that you're you're putting forward. And I think that's always been one of your strengths in the songwriting is that it always comes across as very genuine and and very kind of open and honest in what you're saying. It doesn't seem forced. None of your storytelling seems like it's... I don't know if you agree with that, but I think I, that's maybe the appeal. I mean, that is the entire sort of goal for me. Like, I don't... I think sincerity is something that slips away really easily. Yeah. You don't know it. Like, you don't always know when you're being insincere until you're... Like, you know, if you meet someone at a party or, or um, somewhere, and, yeah. and, and you, you know, and then, like, the next day you're like, ah, man, like, I I definitely wasn't myself. It wasn't like I was trying to not be myself, yeah. but it's sincerity something that slips away, and so, like, making art or, like, doing podcasts or whatever, like, whatever sort of art medium you're creating, it's like, how do you tap into sincerity and how do you make sure that you're being sincere and yeah. that's sort of always been the goal and I, I, I don't know that it always happens but that's for me that's like that's like the biggest thing uh, so man I take that as a massive compliment <laughs> right on, right on. Um, but but yeah like that that is the hardest thing uh, to do and I think that's something that the best art always does and I think that's how you get that wide range of audience you're talking about I think by, so you know I mean you mentioned I don't think it was tangential at all I think that was just it was, like it connects, right? brilliant, I just, yeah. brilliant segue I just wanted to shout out that I interviewed yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, like Frank Turner you mentioned earlier too yeah. right? I mean he is a pretty wide cross section of fans yeah. from folk fans to punk fans yes. to, and it's the same thing right it's very open sincere songwriting yeah. that I think is, is, the, is the connection there like it doesn't yeah. You know, I know people who like a metal who like Frank Turner. You know, totally. Like it's, it's just yeah, it's it's it is sort of like the artists that that figured a way not to pigeonhole themselves sure. into a, into a genre or a fan base or whatever, or like a, a specific uh, you know age type or class or yeah. whatever. Like that seems to be the best way to proceed, and, and the way to do that is just by being yourself, just like Luciano said. Yeah. You know, like, how else do you do it? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I don't know. People are compelled by honesty, and I think it's like. We're in a we're in a land of like I don't know if anyone out there has watched the the Chappelle the latest Chappelle the latest one yeah, yeah I think a lot of people have um, <laughs> based on the controversy but yeah, yeah yeah I absolutely loved it I thought it was funny and I think that it said a lot like social commentary wise in terms of uh, how careful do we want to be and, and where does that actually bring us and when does carefulness turn into us lying about what we right. actually think right I think so many of us end up lying by accident about all these really careful subjects around race gender uh, all, all that stuff yeah. and, and we're not we're not really everyone's looking to sort of label someone as something and we're not it doesn't I don't think it's helping us get better at uh, helping us become less racist or, no it's you making know, well, depending on what happens, some people could be getting more racist. I think it gets yeah. worse, and I think it also doesn't allow us to recognize those biases in our own lives, because like, yeah. we want to label ourselves as not that, Yeah. instead of trying to figure out where we are. Well, and then going back to the sincerity and openness and honesty in your art, if you are trying too hard to not offend all these yes. people, then like you're, you're going to it's not going to be as sincere as it would have been. It's no. not going to be an honest expression. I mean, maybe that expression is shitty. Maybe you're a shitty person. Yes. You know? Yes. But, like, I mean, at least be... I, I, uh -huh. I can respect... Whether I disagree with someone, I, I can respect the openness of it. When you're saying something that you believe, at least I can make a decision then, like, okay, this guy's an asshole. Or, yeah, I agree with this. You know, it's... Uh-huh. Or even just, like, that person has a different perspective than mine. Yeah. And, uh, I, I'm not compelled to change myself necessarily, no. but, like... It's an interesting perspective on the world. It's like I, I'd love to see us value, actually value difference, not just pretend to value difference. Yeah, yeah. Like not it, just because it seems like when we value difference, it's like, well, then you should have to be that now. It's like, no, not necessarily. Like, um, I should be able to value other people's perspectives, be it religion, yeah. uh, a different sort of spirituality, and, and not have to sort of wear those yeah. clothes. Well, I, I have friends who completely disagree with me on on a lot of issues and because we've been friends for a long time we can still have a conversation about it and it's we're not trying to murder each other you know but, yeah. but, but we like fundamentally disagree on a lot of stuff yeah, and it still works I'm with you man yeah. those are some of my best 
friendships. Yeah, yeah, because you can get past the disagreement and what makes you friends is there. So there's, yeah. there's certain people, though, that, are, that, that always expect you to agree with them. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm worried about that sort <laughs> of, like, muscle that's getting developed. Like, um, I don't know how to explain who these people are, but they're, they're <laughs> just, like... They always think you're going to understand their perspective, and you know when they don't, they're upset. And I'm like, that's the sort of disease in society that I want to undo. Right. It's like, no, you should have to explain yourself. Like, if 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 you if you if you if you, if you have the ability, you should have to explain it. Like, yeah. Why you're doing? Why you're living the way you live? And, and you should also be able to say, yeah, I'm probably wrong in this, but I can't. I don't know how to change it. But right this is now. why I think this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, it's just some things about me that like, yeah, I should. There's things that I should do to make my life uh, tighter, you know. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. financial decisions I make that are poor. There's environmental decisions I make that are yeah. poor, and I and I realize that, and I mourn some of those things. Um, but I also recognize that like, I can't, you know, these some of these changes have to happen incrementally for me, uh, developing sort of behavioral sort of patterns. Yeah. Um, and I'm doing them, but like it's not going to happen overnight, and I'm not going to sort of pie in the sky say that I'm going to become this sort of like perfectly green, perfectly financially safe. Man, yeah, you won't whatever. wake up and become enlightened and then yeah. uh, exceed into the next plane. Yeah, yeah. There's just like there has to be like a, a pragmatism to the way we sort of move through the world. And, and uh, I think like I think I'd like to see more art that uh, promotes that. And okay. it doesn't sound sexy, but like and this is this is my latest record. Easy Keeper is mm-hmm. sort of a record about meekness as a virtue, and I think meekness is like. Uh, underrated okay <laughs> and uh, I think it's something that there are, there are certain things in our society that we just have to go along with sometimes um, it's sort of it's not trying to promote utopianism or you know it's it's like pragmatic uh, let's get along yeah um, let's figure this out and there are moments when you have to take a stand but the people that I look up to in this world uh, are people that have positive outlooks that are easy to get along with, that that just aren't leeches. They just seem to always give more than they take, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's what Easy Keepers about, and that's like what I'm trying to talk about right now. And uh, and in a way, I felt like that Chappelle uh, special. I mean, obviously there was some really offensive stuff there. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, but I mean, that was all. He, he, it was fully intentional. It wasn't like well, he's deliberately. He wasn't. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't expecting people not to react to the Michael Jackson stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and parts of it he was also right so I mean that's the scary part is when we get offended when someone's right yeah um, and um, I also am worried about getting offended on other people's behalf all the time for sure which happens a lot yeah. that's, that's what we do especially yeah. like middle class white people for especially sure, yeah. men yeah. we're yeah. really good at getting offended for yeah. other people and speaking over yeah. other people and yeah. with their yeah for sure and to me that's like that's, that's low brow man <laughs> Like, and I do it, but, like, I, I'm, like, that's one thing I'm just, like, trying to figure out how to not do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, like, if, if there are groups of people that get offended for certain things, then great, and I'm, I can be an ally, but it's not up to me to speak up. Yeah, like, for sure. Sometimes I feel like we just, we're too quick to grab the mic as I blather on and on. No, 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 it's, it's, it's interesting. Yeah, like, I just, you know, I feel like this, having a posture of listening, uh, would be sort of more beneficial to to, to us than yeah. than to just be like yes and yeah we're always the yes and people and uh, is that is it harder to be the listening guy when you're the guy on stage with the microphone though like is it just yeah. because you've had all that this experience is, this being is the, the this voice, is the, right? this is this sort of battle I have about songwriting is that like a songwriter is like necessarily egotistical yeah because I'm you have saying to be, right? I have something to say that you don't I'm getting up here and you should listen to me yeah, yeah. you should pay money to listen to me yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you should not only should you listen to me you should pay large sums of yeah, money yeah. to buy records <laughs> yeah, and t-shirts exactly, yeah, yeah. and it's an insane idea it's an insane idea um and the way that I justify it, and this could just be justification, like your listeners will sort of have to judge if, if this is just me figuring <laughs> out a, a way to justify my egoism or right. whatever. Um, but I don't write from my perspective pretty much at all. Like, there's a couple songs on this record where they Well, that's what I was going to ask you, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll keep yeah. going, though. We'll get, yeah. to, we'll get to that, yeah. yeah. So, like, this, this is my justification is that I, I try to write other people's stories. I try to sort of use their stories as parables to talk about the world. Um, and, yes, it is my opinion, and, and I'm getting up there every night. And, and so, yeah, there's a section of it that I can't help but... And their stories are being filtered through your experience. And yeah, your, yeah, yeah, of course. And so... Um, 
but I, there's a, there's only a few songs on, on my last few records where I'm willing to sort of talk about my own experience and sometimes those songs slip out and, and I like them and, and mm-hmm. I can't help it and when I can't help it I play them you know um, but for the most part intentionally when I write I'm writing trying to write other people's stories I'm trying to sort of document that it's like sort of soft history like it's not necessarily factually correct yeah yeah but, yeah. but it's like trying to sort of like paint these characters and uh, um, compel people by their choices in life and by the way that they choose to live uh, and because I see them as examples for me and, and I think they're characters that are highly redeemable and that don't maybe get talked about uh, as heroes okay uh, like just the the, the type of character like a, yeah. Yeah, yeah so like I have this one song on, on Easy Keepers called Louise and it's a song about uh, uh, this. she's 65 years old she's a neighbor of mine she's uh a person that's like lost her husband and kids in a, in a car wreck, and uh, despite that, she's she's like she's hopeful and positive. And I feel like if that happened to me with my family, I felt like I feel like I would I would be completely lost. Oh yeah, I'd be in a cave drinking myself. In the yeah, and in like the so, there's yeah. just people like that in this world that that quietly uh, keep putting positivity in the world despite the fact that they've had a really tough yeah goal and just like they're not massive sexy stories uh but but they're just little pieces of like of hope that that i like want to share with people and like that if anyone met this person and the truth is this person is sort of a composite character well yeah that's what i was going to ask too like i mean how much of this is how much of these stories is actually literally based on one person and how much of it is you know whether it's a fictionalized account or just a completely you know spun from whole cloth right character and story I'm not good at sort of inventing characters uh, from the ground up. Okay. I have to have like experiences with people that that are uh, that give me a jumping off point. And usually, I have multiple experiences with the same type of person. Just just the fates allow for me to meet these types yeah, yeah. of people over and over again, and, and realize that they have something in common. That that thread is the sort of the thing that that I admire about them the most. And um, you know, I could I could sing songs about the negative parts of those people I meet, but I, I don't. So like trying right. to create this composite character that that demonstrates a certain worldview that I feel like is being lost or just not promoted enough. Yeah. So, so that's sort of how I do it, and usually it's like based on one person and then um, taking liberties. You yeah. Know? I don't want to. I'm not trying to write direct accounts of who they are uh, fully, but trying to demonstrate that perspective in a in a way. You know. It's it's like making the mundane holy is what I've always called it. Sure, it's I like, like that, my yeah. favorite songs like I'm thinking John John K. Samson songs, he does that so well. And, yeah, you absolutely, know, yeah, yeah. and like those are the kind of writers I admire and the, the kind of writing I imitate and uh, even when I'm even when it's from the first person, like, mm-hmm. it sounds like I'm singing about me. Like uh, there's a song about a grocery store worker on this record I wrote with this guy Carter Felker and yeah, all these interviews people are like, So well, how long have you worked in a grocery store? Right. Like, hey, you guys really like, have you interviewed songwriters before? Like, it's not literally word for word about like, you. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. like how many. Does everybody really want to just write about their own experiences? Like, do you really need to hear from a middle class white guy about how hard his life is? No, you don't. But I think a lot of people now do that, though. I think there's a lot more people just literally writing about their own experiences. It's and, insane. And and blogging about it and and, and making videos about it. Like, you know, everyone is is a content creator now, right? So it's almost expected, I think.
I catch her crying when she thinks she's alone It happened again yesterday when she was out hanging clothes See, 20 years before me she had a perfect family of three And they had some bad luck on the road She carries a great weight on her shoulders Set the time on the tower of Big Ben She was singing Willie Nelson On a ladder clean and ease Many men have called her a perfect ten To me it's just the weed They say you can't ever know The big curtain's gonna fall on you You don't get to choose when you go Stand tall on those sunny days Cause shit always goes sideways Take a page, if you please, from Louise She carries a great weight on her shoulders And her heart can set the time on the tide a lot of people who have been there for, for decades and are old you know, pros at this and a lot of younger people and just the, the attitude towards revealing personal information about themselves on air, a lot of the older guys won't do it. They will talk for hours to people, about people and just wanting to mention anything about their personal life or views or it's just, it's, it's not cool but the younger people are way more open to that and, and just because Great. cultural, I, I think like generationally it's just different. Like it's, people are now way more into the idea of sharing everything so I think it's almost like expected that songwriters are going to be talking about themselves, which is weird. Um, I mean, I end up talking about myself through the characters anyway. Yeah, like yeah, I sure, can't sure. escape it. It's it's filtered, like you said, it's filtered through my perspective on them. I mean, I think I think like everyone has a different perspective on if we met the same person outside. Um, yeah, know. we'd have a different takeaway for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's that's sort of like inescapable. Um, but I mean, here's something like. I, I've sort of been, you know, everyone's talk talks about social media mm-hmm. uh, nonstop about sort of this like experience with, with the telephone and the solitary thing. Uh, so I'm sort of doing a little bit, trying to do research on it, and like because like I know that it's an important part of releasing a record. You know, oh, just sure. I'm trying to be sure. pragmatic about this and like how do I do a good job at social media? Yeah. I feel like I don't know how to use it properly. I'm 35. I feel like sort of on the fringes of being able to really tap into the heart of why it works and, and when it's good because I yeah. think there are moments when it is good when it does create community absolutely there are moments when it does the opposite uh, there's a lot so of like, moments where it does the opposite for the yeah. most part it's like I'd rather just avoid it so yeah. I don't have to create the opposite but that's, but in the that's new cowardly. version this is how you have to do it this is just, yeah, I don't want to be a coward I, I, I don't want to assume I can't I can't do it I'm, yeah. I'm not I don't think I'm stupid so I think I can figure this out you know so but I, you have the like uh you could just be like, oh, I'm a farmer. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the thing. So, like, I talked to, uh, I might actually be hiring a, a company that manages social media. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, as long as I can do it in a way that's sincere, it doesn't feel like it's just coming out of a robot. For sure, yeah. Um, yeah. But I just, I mean, I had my first, like, cursory conversations with them. Um, and after doing a little bit of research on my own, and they're like, so, like, what they do there's lots of these companies and they're like this company's growing he's like he's a young guy yeah and he has like 10 employees now it's like they're just running people's accounts yeah yeah that's it's crazy like, it's weird yeah right and i don't know how i feel about it well because that that's like just just like songwriting it's something that's supposed to be sincere and, and uh-huh. honest and, and genuine right and if it's some guy you know in a different city running you know right but so in his defense he's like so the thing about make social media good 
is it has to be sincere. Yeah. And he goes through this exact yeah, yeah. same thing that we're saying. Yeah. And so, like, he's like, what my job is is to figure out how to organize this in such a way that more people will see it. The content still has to come from you, and we're going to make sure you keep giving us that content, but we're going we're gonna to do the, the nuts they and bolts the word. Yeah. of, like, planning out when posts should come out, how often, and knowing those stats. Because there's always algorithms around And I don't want to have to know those. Yeah. Yeah. For me, that creates insincerity. And so there might be a hook here where I think maybe these guys are worth, you know, getting to help me. So I actually, like, post things. Because I'll, I'll post something and it'll get a lot of engagement. And usually it's a personal post. And that's yeah. what he said. He said personal posts are the most important. People don't really care about your record release. No. No, you they can want to every day and they, they want to yeah. engage with you and they're only going to start caring about that when you actually show them your life and yeah. why it's important. Yeah. And I feel shame about doing that. People don't want to see another picture of a horse or whatever or, you know. So They obviously do though, right? I mean, that's apparently. Yeah. So like, I you know, I don't really know how I don't I, I don't know how to take the selfie thing. I don't I, I've done that. Uh, but there there are ways to do this in a sort of uh, positive with a positive outlook and, mm-hmm. and promote a lifestyle that that that, that I love, and, and uh, that's what my records are about too. So like, how do I how do I do that? How does it, how do we do that? Um, like it see, when it works, it really works well. Yeah. But there's so much of it that's bad, and um, trying to become like a, one of the, a positive part of that it seems really difficult. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> Generally, you're destined to fail. Yeah. <laughs> when does the record actually come out? Because I know it's been like in the works for yeah, quite a while now. super lumpy release. So uh, just because we're trying to release it in different markets at similar times, okay. and, uh, so I think the 20th of September it comes out uh, officially. Cool. Um, there's a couple singles out now. Just yeah. a single out today in the states, and then but like then. It, I don't know why we still release records in different markets during different times. It doesn't seem you to make You don't have to sense. anymore, right? It's, it's it should weird, just yeah. be out. It should, yeah. It should be out. It should just be worked after. Uh, but, you know, this it's just a lumpy release, but it's it's going to be out and it'll, it'll be fine. Cool. And is that, so by September 20th, it should be available for people to look up and... Yeah, and that's like, the, we're still doing pre-orders and, uh, like, all the, like, people are buying vinyl on pre-ordering vinyl awesome. stuff. It's, it's happening but it's it's just like it, I'm confused by how the release is going but that's that's okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll figure itself out yeah for sure yeah. yeah well I mean obviously you got enough people supporting once it, it so. once it's out it'll, it'll be fine it's just a matter of like just getting those getting the train on you know out of the station yeah 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 so, so is this um I guess just to go back to the, the songwriting thing a bit I mean uh, I was looking again at your Kickstarter thing. I mean, I know you've already long achieved the goal and everything, but I was just reading the you know your little description and stuff, and it seems like you get very personal about in that kind of explanation of why you're doing this, and which almost goes against the whole um, not it doesn't go against, but it's yeah. different from you know like you've been saying you tell people's stories through your yeah. lens, and you don't do a lot of first person songs, but yeah. that kind of like telling people why you want their support is very much. A personal story and you're talking about your family and yep. you're talking about you know where you're living and what you're doing and all that stuff so was that weird for you to put all that out there as someone who usually what you put out is other people's stories yeah um i think it's just it's always super scary but i think that like there's a way i've been criticized for only telling other people's stories mm-hmm. um and not sort of owning a perspective, uh, you, can, you know. And so there has to. I think I wanted to take that criticism uh, to heart and, and say, like, yeah, like these songs are coming from a very personal place, mm-hmm. uh, despite the fact that they're not about my life, because I ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, don't think my life is all that important. It's lovely and wonderful, and um, I'm happy to share it with people who can't, who want to know about it. Yeah. But but I also don't think, that in terms of like the grand scheme of things it's it's that important and there's these other stories that, that I'm encountering because of my wonderful personal life that I've I, I, like I honestly man I live in heaven I have a wicked family uh, somehow we can we pay the mortgage every month on like a little farm and like it's, yeah. it's a it's a pretty idyllic place to live and uh, um, but I, I'm not encouraged to write about it uh, in my songs I just don't I don't like very seldom does it come up um but that kind of 
setting comes up, right? I mean, yeah, the, I mean, the, the rural, the Manitoba, the, the prairie. The the aesthetic of it and, and, and the struggles that, like, I don't know, I feel like I've always sort of been hell-bent on trying to, to write about the, the sort of uh, separation between urban and rural mm-hmm. life in Canada and the Midwest and the United States and, and, and how that separation is, is a bit of an illusion. Um, I feel like I've always sort of had a foot in both worlds and... Uh, I don't think they're that different at all. Yeah. And, um, I feel like I, be- I can belong to both with it without an issue, and I feel like um, I feel like a lot of times the rural voice in our in our country is misunderstood um, uh, and potentially lost in the bigger political debates. Yeah. And then, or never really appealed to because no one lives there, so like it, it's not. Where the number the numbers just aren't there enough. No. To, yeah. So like politically, it, you know, and I, I think that. Um, I think some rural people feel alienated from the rest of the country because of that, and I think that that's weird. Yeah. Um, and so I, I've always tried to write about those sort of the people that sort of walk between those two worlds that, that live on the fringes, and um, and I think that that's ultimately personal for me because that's who I am. Okay. Um, but yeah, so in terms of like pouring my heart out for money on Kickstarter, because that's basically <laughs> what that yeah, was yeah, like. Yeah. Oh, poor poor me and my little baby yeah. and here's a picture of her and yeah. whatever like um, <laughs> I don't know why like I, I can't imagine doing that like but I, I did and it felt sincere at the time yeah and, uh, well it comes across as sincere too yeah like but like you know it, um, I'm sure some people rolled their eyes at it and that's fine like I probably would have if I would have read it from someone else so yeah um, but for however it was happening in my life at that moment uh, feeling pretty lost uh being like, like I'm just sort of reminding people that like here I am. This is what I'm trying to do. Is yeah. This, is this worth anything to you? Like, uh, that was just sort of the roll of the dice I had to take. I think. Um, I feel like I don't know if there was another way for me to proceed at that point, but just being like kind of putting my heart out there. Well, you were almost starting from um, scratch at that point. I mean, oh yeah, you actually, were starting from scratch, way yeah. less than scratch. Yeah, yeah. like way, way, <laughs> way in debt. Yeah, yeah, music, right, right. Um, and still fighting that that dog. Yeah. Um, just trying to sort of recoup on bad decisions I made in the music business. Yeah. You know? And I'm not the first one to have made bad no, decisions. No, no, no. So uh, I'm fine with it. But like, it is. There were some stupid, stupid things I did, and. Um, trying to sort of regain some sort of sense of normalcy with, yeah. with that. Well, now you're steering the ship, in a way, mm-hmm. and you don't have anyone telling you to wear a cowboy hat, and you know you're... That's right. <laughs> I can wear whatever I want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so where can people find the uh, the record when it comes out? Shows, I'm assuming, is the best best way to do Shows, it. Shows, yeah. Uh, web, my website, delbarber.com. Uh, ordering ordering physical copies is obviously the best, yeah, but you sure. can order You can download it there as well. Uh, you can pre-order it now. Um, it will also be on all of your favorite streaming uh, platforms. For better or worse. Yeah, I'm assuming uh, those are good. I don't know. <laughs> I don't use any of them. <laughs> yeah, so, me so neither. Yeah. They're, they're good for the user. Yes. Yeah, not for the artist so yeah. much. Yeah. But it is what it is. Yeah. You know, like we're, we just, we deal with whatever sort of new media. That's the trend, right? That's, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how music's always been. Yeah, for yeah, sure. So. And you have a show at the West End. Yeah, that's right. On the 18th of October. Yeah. Which is my birthday. No way. Well, That's pretty cool. You should come. I, I would like to. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're welcome. You can be on the guest list, man. Awesome. Awesome. Least so I could do. Is that is that is there an official like release show or is that yeah. just sort of the, is that the release show? That's like the first date of a Western tour. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, okay. For the release of Easy Keeper. Yeah. And then where are you going? Like how far west? You go all the way to uh, BC? Or? I think it's just to Alberta. I'm okay. Kind of saving BC a little bit, and then uh, go back to the Maritimes and Toronto and. Eastern cool. Canada, but between here and there, I'm in. I'm going to Nashville tomorrow. Yeah. And then Whitehorse the next week. Uh, it's just a crazy. It's going to be a crazy fall. When I picked a Nashville to Whitehorse, that's uh, it's yeah. too much. Yeah. yeah. But I miss my baby already. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah. But that's okay. We'll figure it out. Cool. Got to be away right now, and everyone gets that. And I have a pretty supportive crew at home, so that's it's good. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, it's harder when you have a kid. Obviously, right? The touring thing is much different. Yeah, it's much different. Yeah figuring it out you know but yeah. just trying to I mean there's so many people in this world that have to work away from home absolutely yeah. so yeah. whatever that's like, one thing that the, the, our dystopian future has good technology to communicate it reading. is amazing yeah, yeah. yeah like I get to see her every day I don't yeah. have to like come home and be like oh you're 
you know, you look older now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I missed all of this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I feel like I'm still part of the everyday. That's cool. Bit, which is That's good. That's cool. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, people should check out the, the album when it comes out. I know you can hear some stuff online already now, and yeah. you can pre-order it. Yeah. So the website is the best way to do that? Yes. Okay, awesome. And if for you go sure. to witchpolice.com, you can find all 400 and whatever episodes yeah. uh, for free download and streaming. I think you were actually episode 300. I think so. Something like that. Yeah, so it's been a while. It's been like... But, you know, it's, a, it's there. People should listen to us. It's yeah, still, and, still a good conversation. You guys out there, you need to know that you should share this podcast. Yes, please and, do. Yeah. And rate it. Yeah, do all those things ratings. that people always say to do on podcasts. No, yeah, it's, yeah. There, it's important, and uh, we really appreciate it, uh, especially us artists that people like you are out doing podcasts. Awesome. Uh, so thanks, man. Yeah, well, good and to see you again, for sure. Thanks yeah. for listening. That I was an easy keeper My old man would surely disagree I like fancy denim Good food and fine leather Two-stroke engines That turn over with ease What about my pride? How much is too much? What debts do I have that I'll plainly fail to pay? I guess who I think I am isn't who I am. And the righteous, they deal with this day after day. He's a keeper Just wanna open my hand Rise with the sun And whine about nothing Grow this heart Just as tall as I can I'm sure it's women that are the shoulders of peace And I know because I've seen with my own eyes Life rolling to this world Through the wild pains of labor Carrying everything, the last, the first, and the least if I could raise my child To know just where she's from Smile when the west wind blows through her hair Wonder at the sky Be it stars, thunder, or aurora And it's wonder That's the virtue That'll take you anywhere Easy keeper Just wanna open my hand Rise with the sun Whine about nothing Grow this heart Just as tall as I can Who the hell are you? And what do you do? And how much will you pay not to get wet when it rains? There are still good dogs, fast horses, and fish in the rivers. Maybe get wet this one time and see what it brings. Easy keeper Just wanna open my hand And rise with the sun And whine about nothing Grow this foolish heart Just as tall as I can Rise with the sun and wine
fresh heart Just as tall as I can 